because this all this all ties in well to what we're what we're uh, what I wanted to talk about. I when I don't like that Easter just just zooms by. It's like oh, there's Easter. We'll see. You know, let's move on to the next thing because each and every one of the stories that uh, especially that follows Easter are are all like these magnificent gems of encountering God, Jesus after the resurrection. And when I read them, I'm always, I'm always like, how could the, how could these guys not get what Jesus was doing? I mean, for three years, he's been telling them, this is how things are going. You know, we're going to do this. And then, and then this is kind of going to, there's going to be a pause here. And then I'm going to be die. And that's going to fulfill something. And they never got it. And so it's it's so funny to come back and look at the encounters that Jesus. There, there's so many of them. He, first, he encounters Mary. Today, I, I wanted to look at at the disciples behind closed doors. He encounters the the, the two guys that are walking on the road to Emmaus. Uh, he 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 encounters the, the the guys when they're fishing. There's a lot of encounters after the resurrection. Uh, he meets them on the mountain, and even after that, even after this episode right here. Um, they, they they saw him coming. This is an Acts now. They see him coming, and it says, and some believed, and some and some doubted. <laughs> it's like even after seeing Jesus, even after you know, I think maybe they they thought maybe he didn't really rise from the dead, but maybe he wasn't really dead, which is a theory. Uh, and it's like, oh, is this re- is this for real? They were really questioning themselves. Uh, but the 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 episode that we're looking at today it's just four verses um but it's it's just so i don't know some sometimes when you read the bible you just go this is great because it it really encapsulates uh how we would be could you imagine if jesus i mean we all believe we you know we've read the book and we're like we believe we believe we believe but if jesus walks in today and says hey hey guys um we're gonna be shocked I think that's why when we cross over to heaven, uh, it, you know, it, it says in heaven there was silence over so many uh, over some period of time, right? It's because everybody's going, "Oh, everything I believed was really true." <laughs> it's it, it, we're just going to be silent for a long time. Everybody thinks, "Oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God a lot of questions." Not for a while. <laughs> for a while, you're just going to go, "Wow, Jesus, awesome." <laughs> you know, and the, and and we're going to see that you know the elders and uh, you know they're 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 there worshiping God, falling down, worshiping God, falling down. I go, I guess this is how it works. <laughs> but we'll already be on the ground uh, anyway. I don't know. We'll we'll get to Revelation another time. Anyway, so so I just I want to kind of just talk through this episode with you, and this this I want it to be interactive too. So we're in John chapter 20, verse 19 to 23. I, I kept cut, cutting 23. Uh, and this is what it says. It says, on the evening of the first day, so this was after Jesus rose from the dead, it's now evening, which is hilarious to me. Because don't you think if you rose from the dead, that you'd like, hey, you'd run. And to tell your friends, I'm I'm risen from the dead. But I always I like it here on the evening of the first day. <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you doing? Well, he's on the road to Emmaus with a couple of other you know 
kind of flunky disciples, right? Uh, you know, this is in Luke. Anyway, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed and when they saw the Lord. And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Interesting. We'll get to that. I almost didn't cover that verse because it, it, it brings questions to people's mind, but I'll try to explain it as, as simply as possible. But instead, I want us to take, I want us to feel this story, okay? Now you're there, you're part of the disciple group. Now they did a smart thing. Remember that when Jesus was taken, what did they all do? They, yeah, they, get, they, they, they scattered. They went home to mom. They, they said, I don't know what's happening here, but they, but they left. And they, you know, they weren't like, dudes, we need to be together. They, they, they left. And so they, they were starting to get a little smart. They're, you know, a little like, oh, we should probably be together. Uh, so we don't know. Or maybe it was because Mary in the morning, she, she did come and she told some of the disciples. So maybe they said, oh, hey, dude, we better, we better gather together because Jesus might come. Um, but then, you know, but I was thinking, what kind of emotions do you think these guys were feeling right now? We know there's fear. What else was happening? Abandoned, Abandoned yes. Unbelieved, yeah. Guilt. Guilt, yeah. Can you imagine? Jesus is coming. He's like, last time I saw him, I was booking the other way. <laughs> what else? Sadness? Because they didn't really know that he had risen. I mean, they, they heard some woman, and in fact, it's funny, in Luke, it said, and she seemed to be speaking nonsense. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you know, Mary Magdalene, yeah, she's always gone, ah, there's something happening here. And we're like, yeah, I know, sure. You know, quiet her down. <laughs> that's, that's how I, I picture the stories, you know. Because it does say, they thought she was a little crazy. Uh, so... But they, so they weren't really in, in the mode to believe yet. Okay, so what else? They were afraid of being persecuted. They were certainly afraid for their lives. It says they had the door locked, you know, for fear of the Jews because they were thinking, we're next, we're next, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And, and I, I, I think all of those, these emotions, is there any more? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything they had believed in for three years and followed was now like, uh-oh, I guess we're going to have to get a new job because following Jesus is not on. It's like, I just lost my, my following Jesus job, <laughs> which could be pretty intense. I mean, they thought they were going in one direction. No, this is, this is really important. Thank you. Well, certainly I, I, I put down that they were disoriented in the least. They're like, I have no... They were very confused. Um, they were certainly full of fear. And they were probably really disappointed. 
All right. That's right. They, they were yeah. disappointed because his kingdom was not of this earth, it was the kingdom of heaven. He had a different kingdom that he was going to establish. And they were still trying to get rid of the Romans. And we even know that in Acts chapter 1, they, 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 they say, hey, it's good you're here. So when are you going to do this Roman thing? <laughs> and he says, nah, that's not part of the plan. What's part of the plan is I am sending you with a message, which we'll get to. Okay, so so here these guys are in this uh, this very intense emotional. It was very intensely emotional, and and I, I I don't know what the upper room really looked like, but I I can imagine that they were, you know, they probably weren't all talking in a group. Yeah, I just want you guys to kind of get the picture in your mind when you're reading your Bible. You're like, okay, were they just like all hanging out, like singing Kumbaya or something like that? They they were probably broken up in in their their the right groups because uh, they they were you know there were some people on the outs, and um, and then it says that Jesus came and stood among them. And the thing that just struck me is that, you know, we, always, we want an encounter with Jesus, right? And, and so, and, and this happens a lot of times, like, you know, we'll, we'll get a prayer meeting together. Okay, Jesus, okay, it's time for the encounter. We're praying, we're praying, praying, Where, where's Jesus? You know, maybe your friend, you know, right now, she's like, encounter time, this is it. We're doing this thing, you know, and, and we'll gather and we'll pray and, and, I'm sure that they they were, well, you know, we knew that in Acts, again, they were in the upper room, they were praying, asking for an encounter, but I don't think they really saw him slip in. He didn't come, you know, he didn't knock on the door and say, hey, guys, I'm here. It says, he came and he stood among them. And I'm sure at first they're like, who's the guy? <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> Who are you? Because they didn't recognize him either. In most of the encounters that we read in, in the, it, after the resurrection, they, they didn't recognize him right off. So here's this guy, and he, he stands among them. Okay, so applying this a, a couple of ways. One, that often we don't recognize Jesus when he, when he comes in the room, Right? Jesus comes in the room, and we're like, whoa. The other thing is, what's interesting is that in the other, and I hate to keep referring back, and I'm assuming you guys know all the resurrection stories, which you in this group will probably do, but after Mary told them that Jesus had risen from the dead, they went to the tomb, and they, they saw, oh, there's some clothes, that doesn't mean he's risen from the dead, and then they went back. Uh, meaning that Jesus comes to those people. They didn't come to him. And, and I think that's important for us because a lot of times we're like, how do I get to Jesus? How do I, how do I get to him? And you don't. He gets to you. And, and I think everybody's testimony is, I wasn't seeking Jesus and somehow <laughs> he got to me. Or I was fighting against Jesus and he got to me. You know, I was locking, the room was locked and he got to me. And I just, I just think it's like the most beautiful thing. Jesus came and he stood among them. And there, and they, they thought for a minute, whoa, I don't know who this guy is. But then he spoke. And 
every time we encounter Jesus, he comes to us and then he speaks what we need to hear. And what he said to them was, peace be with you. Now, this was a common greeting at the time, but I think for this group of people, they, they really needed to hear it, obviously, right? He said, I know you guys are anxious. I know you're disappointed. I know you're disoriented. I know that you're <laughs> confused. You're fearful. Peace. Peace be with you. And I think for all of us, you know, there's things in our lives where like, I need, a, I need an encounter. Thinking back to your friend again, I really do need an encounter with God right now. And, and it might just be, you know, he's, he's not going to say, it's going to be all right. But he's going to say, I'm here, and I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking peace and life to, to you. Um, and then he goes one step further, and he says, and after he said this, he said, check it out. Check, check this out. Check this out. But it's kind of interesting. I'm like, why did he show him his feet? I'm like, it's like, I don't know. Funny things come to my mind. It's like, hey, only a hands inside, but that's all they needed. They didn't need any more proof than this. They're like, here's the nail. And, and he was reminding them not of just the crucifixion, but he was reminding them of the cross that this is what I've been talking about. And every situation that we have comes back to that cross, meaning that there's the place that Jesus did it all. And that's where the peace comes from. The peace doesn't come from getting everything fixed. The peace comes from the cross where Jesus fixed everything. Okay. And the disciples were overjoyed. Woohoo! They rejoiced. Isn't that great? Now, let me back up just for one minute. I, I, I want to talk about waiting. Uh, because I, I can imagine this was like the longest day after they heard that Jesus might be alive. And they're thinking, well, we went to try to find him and he wasn't there. And now we're here. And, and I, I think it's just indicative that before we have an encounter, we always have to wait first. Uh, I don't know why God does it this way, but throughout the whole Bible, it, you know, there's always a waiting period. I mean, the, the, you know, the Israelites had to wait. <laughs> they had to wait to get out of Egypt. They had to wait to get back into the promised land. <laughs> Jenny and I were talking about that. I was listening to somebody and said it would only take about seven days to get to the promised land. I'm like, man, 40 years is a long time to do a seven day trip. <laughs> but, and, and I thought, well, that's because they weren't, they weren't paying attention. But though they didn't have faith to get into the promised land and God's like, okay, you guys are going to wander for 40 years. It took 40 years to disciple them so that they could become the kind of people that God wanted them to be. Anyway, that's for another day. But anyway, if you're waiting for something right now, know that Jesus might slip into your situation. <laughs> and you might be going, come on, Lord. Come on. Any minute now, you look up. Hey, when did you get here? <laughs> it's like, I, the Lord is near. He might be right outside the door. Whatever you're worried about right now, 
He's ready to speak peace to it. Okay. And so he, he does, he, he shows them, uh, and, and we have to kind of see this in progression. He came, stood, he says, peace be with you. Then he showed him his hands. So he, he, he gives peace, then proof. And then he says, and Jesus said, peace be with you. It's like this sandwich, the peace sandwich that everybody needs. It's the, you know, it, because he knew they didn't get it. And, and th- this is something, so mo- most people know about the, the sympathetic nervous system, right? That, that's, that's the fight or flight mechanism that all of you are in if you live in the Silicon Valley. <laughs> Pretty much it's dominant most of the time. Uh, so Jesus understood this. They're like, okay, peace be with you. They're like, oh, man, we're overjoyed. Jesus is here. And then they had that thing we talked about this morning. Then that fear came back in again. It's like, oh, what does this mean? And Jesus said, what it means is peace be with you. And I I just want to encourage you that, one, it's normal when Jesus shows up to question him. So your your friend, they're going to find something good. There's going to be a lot of good along the journey. But she'll still fear because that part of our brain still works. And uh, Jesus is going to teach her more about faith than she's ever learned before. And you. And maybe us. <laughs> because in every challenge, he brings us together so that we can learn to make that journey uh, better. Okay, so he does the double piece. Um, what did I put here? Double measure of peace, because we need the double measure of peace. Um, and they were overjoyed. Okay, but then he does something that I think is important for all of us when we're uh, getting... Uh, have an encounter with Jesus, he always returns us to the purpose or to the mission. And and I think we lose this as Christians a lot of times because we we very, most Christians are pretty internalized in their walk with Jesus. Meaning, you know, why we gather, why we read is pretty much, you know, how is the Holy Spirit going to work on us? But when we encounter Jesus, it's for the purpose of actually extending the kingdom of God. And so Jesus, the second time he says peace, says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And they're like, what? I was just getting through my fears. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I am giving you a message right now that what's happening in your life is what you're going to take to people. You know, when Jesus, he, he, in the Great Commission, he says, you know, I want you to teach everybody those things that I've taught to you. Well, he's not talking about teaching the Bible to people. He's talking about teaching them about how you experience Jesus. Because that's your testimony, right? I mean, this, you know, I read my Bible. That's not, you know, you should believe this too. That's not a testimony. It's like, I read my Bible, Jesus met me. Jesus healed my life. Now that's a testimony. And so he, he immediately puts them back on to the purpose of their life, and that is to testify that he is risen. You guys with me? As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. How did the Father send? The Father sent Jesus. Man, I you 
you've got this message, you've got this healing, you've got this, uh, all this life. And he goes, now I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I'm still very interested to see this progression in the disciples because they were still as clueless the day after the resurrection as they were before the resurrection. (laughs) And I'm like, so is that my story? (laughs) Yes. And and even after that, we see that the rest of their life was still a life of faith. See, the, the, the life of faith is not a life of knowledge. Like, like knowing things. It's a life of, ex- of knowledge experienced and then lived out in faith. And so I read this, I go, wow, okay, that's how I'm going to live. I practice that, God meets me, and then I have a story. Okay, so all this to say is we're still on a mission. You guys are on a mission. Do you know that? We're on a mission. And our mission is to share three things. The cross, Jesus said, Check it out. I was on the cross. And to share peace. What does the world need right now? What do we need right now? <laughs> right? We need peace. And we are ambassadors of, of the peace of Christ. Did you know that? When, when Christians are going crazy with their hair on fire, not by the Holy Spirit, um, that's not a good testimony. The testimony to the world is we're at peace because God is above it all. Right? And when people, and, and we can say, be at peace too because of God. Okay, so you got the cross. Peace is the message. Now, let me tell you, uh, back up for just a minute. The word peace is a word that means to bring things back to wholeness. Okay? And the peace that Jesus was bringing to them was like, I'm putting it all, I've already put it all back together because of the cross, right? But the, the same thing for us, uh, that when we bring the message of peace, Jesus is offering them the, the life of wholeness. Okay. And then this message is, you will need the Holy Spirit <laughs> because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. Okay. And then he says this curious thing, and I'll, I'll end with this. He says, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, what he was saying there was that now we have the message of forgiveness that, that we didn't have before. Before the cross, we really didn't have the message of forgiveness. And he is saying that anyone that wants to be forgiven by Jesus can now be forgiven by Jesus. And anyone who doesn't want to be forgiven by Jesus won't be forgiven by Jesus. He wasn't trying to make a big theological thing where I have the authority. You're you're forgiven? Nope, not you. You're forgiven? Nope, not you. Now I have super authority to make sure some people are forgiven and some people are not. He was not saying that. He was saying, you have the message of forgiveness. Jesus has died on the cross. He offers you peace and wholeness. And look at what he's done in my life. So now take this message to other people. You can be forgiven the very thing that I've always wanted to do. Okay? All right, let's wrap it up real quick. 
where are you expecting Jesus to show up? Or where do you need him to show up? Jesus loves, I mean, all of these encounters were things that he like slipped in. All of a sudden they're like, I love Mary. They're like, where did you take? She's like, are you the gardener? Where did you take him? What are you doing gardening around here? Did you take Jesus? And he's like, Mary. He says, Jesus. And then she grabs his legs. You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) You're going nowhere. I love that story. He's like, you left me one time, never again. And he's like, no, you got to let go of me. I got to, I got to ascend. He's like, no, not going to do it. Uh, anyway, um, Jesus wants to encounter us. That's so fun that we're his children. And then when we need an encounter by him, he wants to show up. He'll come, he will come to us. He will. And he'll stand and he'll declare his peace and it will be right. Okay. But the unfortunate part is, Sometimes we have to wait until evening. I hate that. I always want Jesus to show up right around noon, right around lunch. And he's like, nope, I'm going to pass this lunch, and then I'm going to meet up with you guys. So if you're lacking this morning, you guys are lacking, uh, know that Jesus wants to show up in our lives. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that this morning we can rejoice. And I love that the disciples have said, and they were overjoyed when they saw him. And before they saw him, they were fearful. And Lord, we might find ourselves here filled with different kinds of fears over different kinds of circumstances. And the bottom line is we really need you to show up and to speak your peace over us. And maybe speak it twice because we don't get it the first time. So, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us that wherever we need this encounter with you, that you would show yourself. Uh, We ask that you don't wait till evening, but if that's what it takes, uh, no matter what, we just want you to be with us. Lord, we know that this has uh, such a far and wide reach, uh, this message, because you have already done amazing things in our life. And I pray that you would help us uh, to pay attention to the purpose of this gospel that you've given us, that as you've touched our lives, we share this joy, we share this peace, and we share this forgiveness with those that really, really need it, just like us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening this morning. I know that God is going to do an amazing encounter in some of our lives this week. I pray for Vanessa that it would happen this week in her. Uh, you know, there's such a thing as spontaneous healing we know that as a miracle, um, but it actually it, it it happens fairly recently for those who have been prayed for. So <laughs> that's what I love about Jesus, don't you? Oh, 
I just, I still get excited, especially after a week of vacation. It's like, man, why was I not? I, I, I just got to tell you, you know, Easter Sunday, I was reminded of the gospel to myself in, in such a way that it's like, I just really want to tell this to everybody because it's amazing that Jesus died for us. Anyway, uh, something to get excited about. May God bless you this week. May his face shine upon you. May you experience an encounter with him, uh, whether small or large. And most of all, know that his peace is with you. Okay, well, see you guys soon. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.